You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. A major research project has recently concluded investigating the urban transformation of Ōtutahi Christchurch. Made with the support of arts organisation Life in Vacant Spaces, the project has reflected on the arts, events and creative spaces that were formed at the outset of the earthquakes. The research also detailed the positive mental health effects of the installations and events, as well as some positive ecological impacts. I spoke to Messi University Research Fellow and Lead Researcher Kelly Dombrowski, first asking her to run it through the research titled Huritinga, 10 Years of Transformational Placemaking. So um, I worked with an organisation called Life in Vacant Spaces, uh, who are a community organisation, a charitable trust that works behind the scenes, um, matching up kind of cool urban projects with landowners that had vacant lots. Or, or even vacant buildings. So after the earthquake, there was just, you know, 80% of the central city was um, demolished and there was just heaps of gravel pits everywhere. And so Life in Vacant Spaces does the sort of behind-the-scenes legal work of matching up um, creatives, entrepreneurs and educational projects with um, spaces that they can use. So our research project partnered with them and we got them to select um, about 35 different projects out of 700 that they'd enabled and then we went and talked to well we tried to talk to all those people but we ended up doing interviews with 13 and then doing archival research for 14 of those. How did the earthquakes initially affect the community of Christchurch? Well first disclosure I didn't live here then so I can't speak from personal experience Um, but I think from the perspective of life and vacant spaces and the research we've been doing it really just reduced the amount of space that um, particularly young people but all people could gather together and um, whatever the things you do when you gather together you know eat out meet your friends um, go to the library go to the museum all of those kinds of things were not available for quite some time so these groups are really about trying to bring some life uh, back into those vacant spaces in the city to create events that people might want to go to Um, there were sort of community soup events where everyone brought along $5 and a soup was served and then people could pitch their great idea and then all of the money raised from that would go to that person on the night, for example. So not they're not like entertainment events, they were really community events that brought people together. Yeah. How did the approach to rebuilding Christchurch develop over the past 10 years? So over the last 10 years, it's moved away from just filling in the spaces with cool and fun and free events to kind of um, helping people set up new businesses and new organisations. And it's moved away from um, transitional in the sense of transitioning from earthquake to sort of rebuild. Um, And those organisations have have moved away from just being transitional partners to sort of being ongoing urban development partners or or urban um, transformation partners. That's the main shift that we've seen. And so people are really, so some of those transitional spaces are, are not outside anymore. They're, they're in uh, vacant buildings and they might be doing things that are um, less about bringing the community together um, to overcome a, a sort of joint trauma and more about creating ongoing um, enterprises or art projects or creative spaces that will go on into the future. What sort of effects has all of these installations, creative spaces, art installations, all of these things had on the Christchurch public after such a traumatising and large event? That's a great question. We did an interview just the general public, but 
it was really interesting when we interviewed people about the specific projects they were involved in. They often reflected on other people's projects that they had enjoyed. And so the one that kept coming up for people was the Temple for Christchurch, which was an incredible event where an artist built um, a sort of visual representation of the Richter scale, not really curves, they're like sharp, <laughs> sharp, jagged kind of mountain-looking thing out of wood. And then people could come up and write messages on it about their frustrations of the earthquake or their hopes and dreams. And then it was actually burned in this massive bonfire. And it was so interesting to hear people talk about the sort of cathartic effect that had. And it seems kind of like, well, what kind of art project is that, that you just burn it up? But the whole performance of that um, was something that people reflected back on as being really meaningful. And I think a lot of the projects were like that. There was another one that was an art chemist where people could come along and have an appointment with the, the art chemist and the chemist would talk to them about what was going on in their lives and then would prescribe um, a piece of art for them to go and look at. It could be like a performance art piece or it could be something in the um, gallery. It could be an out-in-the-street um, urban piece of art. And so there was a lot of a lot of kind of installations and events that were about helping people um, connect with how they were feeling about things and connect with each other and kind of recover the sort of sense of well-being that might have been missing for some time. So those ones were really interesting to me. Is the project likely to see more urban spaces that have been turned into these creative spaces continue after the reparations and rebuilding of the earthquakes has finished? Yeah, absolutely. So there's been a real shift um, from just filling up those vacant spaces where buildings are, um, you know, are waiting to be rebuilt into sort of, uh, I mean, they're still 30-day rolling leases, but into sort of more long-term projects. So, for example, urban farms, um, that have been going for, one's been going for seven years and then that site's being rolled over to another urban farm. Um, and then the kinds of ones that are mainly taking up the time of the life and vacant spaces stuff are um, like the old Seven Oak School site, which is owned by Ada, uh, which is used, has heaps of different buildings and they're all used for different things. There's a bush kindy, there's a um, 2020 compost doing organic waste um, uh, disposal and, and composting. There's three or four different artists there. There's a bookable space. Um, so those kinds of places that are multi-use and sort of more long-term are really still alive and will keep going into the future. Other ones are like the Roy Stokes Hall in New Brighton, which is a community space that the Circus Trust uses, but a lot of other community spaces are coming on board. And then there's a massive red zone area, which is all houses have been removed and it's all... Um, covered in grass and trees and old fruit trees and there's a lot of different projects there that we reviewed including um, drone racing out there, there's disc golf, there's um, there's all kinds of art projects like there's a learn to ride track uh, and that community has really um, got a whole new space there that has been managed by um, Life and Vacant Spaces and will be going back to be managed by the community. So all kinds of things still happening um, that aren't really earthquake recovery anymore, right? Kind of creating yeah. a new form of Christchurch. That's right. And it doesn't have to be just Christchurch because last week I was visiting in Timaru and some of the people who were involved in setting up these projects in Christchurch were in Timaru working with the, um, with the Timaru District Council to think about how their city might be enlivened by these kinds of activities. I think for me what really came out of it was that this 
um, urban transformation is not just something that's about earthquakes. I think as we move into a time of uh, thinking about what our cities look like, as we face challenges like climate change and increased disasters, I think these community organisations, not just Life in Vacant Spaces, but all of the organisations they supported, um, really have a role to play in being the creative, experimental, entrepreneurial uh, folks that work out how do we live together in a city differently, and that was what really um, stuck out to me from this research. That was Massey University Research Fellow and Lead Researcher Kelly Dombrowski chatting about the research titled Huritanga, 10 Years of Transformational Placemaking in Otatahi Church. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.